Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Scotting Report. Joining me today on the podcast is a very special guest, Vandarius Cowan. Vandarius comes to us from the University of Maryland. Go Terps! I, as many of my listeners may know, am a giant Terps fan. I grew up in Maryland. I've always been loyal to the Terps football and basketball teams. There was even a period where I got into their soccer team a little bit. I'm just a Terp guy all around. Go Terps. It's me and Scott Van Pelt. We're basically the two biggest Terps fans on the planet. But before we get into today's episode, I wanted to just quickly say a very special happy Thanksgiving to all of you who celebrate. Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays for many reasons. The biggest ones being, I love me some food. I love, love Thanksgiving meals. They're delicious. Some of my personal favorites include mac and cheese. I know that's not a typical Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving side, but oh, if you put mac and cheese in front of me on Thanksgiving, I am a happy camper. I love sweet potatoes. I always make cornbread for my family. That is a requested item that I have to bring every single year. I'm excited to make that. And then, of course, there's always great sports going on on Thanksgiving. So this year, there's going to be three big games in the NFL that uh, people are going to be able to tune into. And the first two are the ones that I want to quickly touch on. So first, we get the Bills against the Lions. This is a very interesting game because the Lions just came off of a huge win over the Giants. And the Bills are, well, they're probably the best team in football. But for the past two weeks, they've looked average. And it's a little surprising. Josh Allen, who in Buffalo is referred to as a god, he has looked very human. And so I'm very excited to see this game because I think it'll be an interesting matchup. There's just a lot of talent on both sides of the ball for Buffalo and a lot of talent, particularly on the offensive side of the ball for Detroit. I do believe Buffalo will come out and whoop that turkey, but we'll see how it goes. Now, for the the second game that I want to touch on is the New York Giants facing the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys look really good lately. They are really starting to figure it out. Obviously, it helps to have their star quarterback, Dak Prescott, back. But on defense, they're clicking. They're getting to every quarterback. They really just cause a lot of problems. And then when you look at the other side, you look at the New York Giants. This is a team, and it kind of feels to me like the wheels are starting to fall off a little bit. They just lost to the Lions making that two out of three games that they lost. So now their 7-3 and three record is really coming from a 6-1 and one record where they looked incredible at the beginning of the year. Being 1-2 and two going into this Giants game, or sorry, going into this Cowboys game on Thanksgiving Day, midday, this is a lot of pressure for them. If they can't right the ship and take care of the Cowboys, well, frankly... I think the rest of their season is going to get really dicey. Going into this week, the Giants are about to face four consecutive divisional opponents. They're going to play the Cowboys, then the Commanders, then the Eagles, and then the Commanders again. Frankly, I think the Cowboys are going to destroy in this game. 
the momentum really has everything on their side. Tony Pollard is really taking over this team. Dak looks fantastic. They have excellent receivers. And again, their defense is just special. You know, with Micah Parsons leading the helm, they really get to the quarterbacks quick and they cause a lot of problems in the backfield. So this game is actually only listed at three points. Um, Giants are fa- or the Cowboys are favored by three points. But if I were you and you're a better, like many of us out there, I would definitely lean on the Cowboys minus three. Maybe even higher if you want to tease it up to like nine. Anyway, let's get to our guest because we have such a special guest. And before we do, again, I just want to quickly uh, point out that we recorded this episode a while ago. We have not been able to release episodes for quite some time. There was a couple of major things that were going on. The biggest, of course, is that my fearless producer, Jordan Schiff, got married. I was actually his best man. I got to roast him at the wedding, which was a lot of fun. And it was such a great day. It was such an amazing time. But for Jordan and his lovely wife, I guess we get to say wife now, did an out-of-state wedding. So they were out of town for a long time, including a short honeymoon. So, you know, I'm finally able to get him um, you know, back and, and helping us with this episode. So I really do appreciate this, Jordan. You know, big shout out to you for everything that you do here and for making me such a integral part of your special day. It was really amazing for me. So um, I just can't, I can't harp on that enough. Now, um, quickly, uh, Vandarius, uh, when we did record this episode, this was right after week three. So going into this recording, they were 3-0 and about to face Michigan, who they ended up keeping it very close with. Michigan, who was now 11-0. and They only lost to Michigan by seven, which is one of the best results we've seen against Michigan all season long by any team. Go Terps. And though they've had an amazing year, another game that I want to highlight is actually another loss that Maryland just had against Ohio State. It was a very close game. It ended up being a 13-point game because of a last-minute touchdown, but it was really a close game all the way through, um, and it was against Ohio State, who is another 11-0 team, and they're about to face off against Michigan for basically the the title of who the Big Ten champion is going to be. So this is very exciting stuff. You know, we want to um, we just want to say congratulations to Maryland and the season that they're having so far. We hope that they finish strong against Rutgers, and then again, hopefully, have a nice bowl game and. Um, Van Darius himself, he's having an excellent season. He's forced a fumble. He's gotten a lot of tackles. He's really stepped into a leadership role on this defense coming from West Virginia. You know, it's tough to break into a locker room and command respect the way that he has. And I really, um, he, along with, uh, Jay Sean, they've really done a great job at keeping this defense competitive and, being, you know, leaders and catalysts for this Maryland Terrapins team. So, again, really excited about this team. I'm so excited to share this episode with you. I hope you guys enjoy. And, of course, thank you for listening. Vandarius Cowan, thanks so much for joining the show today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing, man? I'm great, man. First of all, you look huge. I'm guessing Coach Davis and Coach Loxley have been making you work pretty hard. How, how was practice today? Uh, practice was good, you know, bloody Tuesdays around here. Tuesdays and Wednesdays are our hardest practices. And, you know, especially starting Big Ten play this week, not, you know, really too much caring about who the opponent is. Just, you know, 
our next game is Big Ten play. So today was a good practice. Yes, sir. I love to hear it. Um, yep, next opponent is a big one. It's uh, one of the top five teams that you get to play. Uh, that's top five ranked, not top five on your schedule. Um, yes. But I'm not too worried about it. First of all, go Terps. Uh, been a Terp fan my whole life. It goes, uh, it goes without saying. And uh, for, those of, for those of you who know me, know I'm intolerable when the Terps games are on. So I'm very excited to have you here today because you are my first athlete on the podcast from Maryland who's on the football team. I had one guy on the basketball team. But, uh, yeah, you're my first football player uh, to join the show. So you're all, already a legend on the show, and I genuinely appreciate your time. I had to be the first football player. Oh, yeah, man. Definitely Wait. glad to be the first guy. <laughs> oh, man. Seriously, it's I, I'm pumped. I don't know. I mean, I'm wearing the Terps gear. I got, uh, you know. Yeah, Diggs. I was looking at the jersey in the back. <laughs> yeah, I got, got Diggs behind me, you know, got to represent. Um, so, you know, just just talking quickly about Maryland, you know, you transferred from West Virginia to Maryland. Uh, what was yeah. that process like? Can you just tell us a little bit about it? Uh, that process for me was pretty smooth. I mean, believe it or not, I knew a lot of guys on this Maryland team already. And then, you know, Coach Locks was one of my main recruiters when I was uh, coming out of high school. So I really had a good connection with him. And then I played with Tua, so I already knew Leah. So, like, it was just a good, uh, good, easy transition for me. And <clears throat> I found myself meeting a lot of guys who I had more in common with on this team than any other team I've been on before. So, like, to me, it's felt more like a family-based environment and – it was just a, a easier transition than normal. That's cool, man. It's really good to hear. Um, yeah, I knew about your connection with Coach Loxley, um, but that's great just to hear the rest of it. So, um, you know, just kind of putting a, a bottle lid on top of the, the time at West Virginia, is there like a favorite memory you have from your time there? Uh, I don't know. Most of my time at West Virginia was injury-based. I mean, my... Um, I think my favorite experience there was, you know, winning the bowl game with those guys and, you know, bringing a ring back to Morgantown. I think that, you know, meant a lot to me because me and a fellow teammate, Taz Austin, were dealing with, battling with a lot of injuries for two years straight. And then, you know, just to be able to go out there, be healthy, play, have fun, and bring back something meant a lot to me. So I think that was my best memory there. All right. It's really cool. Um you know, the season, uh, we're three weeks into the season. I'm not sure when this episode's going to be airing, but that's when we're recording. And so you're about five days away from playing Michigan and starting the uh, the hard part of the schedule. You know, you get to yeah. face up against C.J. Stroud, Trayvon Henderson, Jalen Berger, Sean Clifford, Nick Singleton, many more talented players with next-level talent. Who are you yes. most excited about going up against? Uh, Nobody. I mean, I'm practicing against two of the best offensive linemen in the Big Ten every day. Yes. You know, Jalen Duncan and Spencer. So, like, I get to see great competition each day. And then, you know, even coming from West Virginia, practicing with Colt McKivics, uh, Yadney. So, like, I've seen good tackles, you know, my whole life. I mean, even coming into college, Jedrick Willis, Alex Leatherwood, you know, so, like, I've been around good offensive tackles for a minute now. Uh, I don't place anybody high than anybody, you know. At any given day, any offensive lineman can come out and play the balls off. So, you know, I'm, I'm look at, I look at everybody equally. I prepare for everybody the same way. And preparation is just the biggest thing, so. Well, let's talk about this team that you're 
practicing against. You know, this particular Maryland team is particularly lethal uh, on offense, especially they've got, I would say, four receivers who might all make it to the NFL, at least in the next couple of years. You've got Talia, as you mentioned before, uh, some very talented young running backs. You know, just out of the four receivers, for instance, is there anyone that you're most impressed with? I have to say Jason Jones. Yeah. You know, me being a fellow Florida guy, him being a fellow Florida guy, I came into college with, you know, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Devontae Schmitty, you know, Jalen Warrell that following year. But Jason does a few things that I haven't seen many guys do. And, you know, I have to commend him on it. Every time he does something, I just go, hey, bro, hey, you're dangerous out there. <laughs> like, I just got to tell him, you know, give him a pat on the back because, like, he really does some things that I have not seen, you know. I love to hear it. Yeah, he's sneaky good. Not a lot of people know him. Even the Maryland faithful kind of like vaguely know him. He only had a couple really big breakout games last year, and and he kind of flies under the radar because of how talented this weapons group is. But Well, I don't even think it's that necessarily. You know, me being a guy Mm -hmm. who battled with injuries, a lot of people tend to forget about you once you get hurt once or twice. And I think that's what happened to Jason. I think Jason's fan base and everything else would be a lot wider and expanded more if he wouldn't have gotten hurt and was able to actually showcase his talents, you know? I'm sure you're right. And I see it happening now with uh, with Dante Demas, for instance. He was Maryland's number one last year. And people forget that he's nothing short of a 6'4 problem. So, yeah. you know, when he gets... I mean, he's he's back and he's playing, uh, but he, he uh, obviously hasn't had the same kind of production that we're all used to seeing. So hopefully he'll be back in form uh, sooner than rather than later. I, I think it's just... There's so many people on the on the field, so many mouths to feed, that uh, not everyone's getting the big breakout games. Um, yeah, but whatever. Definitely, you know, and that's something Coach Locks preaches about. You know, he wants the offense to run at least 80 plays a game, just so everybody else can get, so everybody can get enough touches, and you know, the ball can get spread around and love can get spread around because we have a talented receiver room and a talented running back room. You know, 100. percent Now it's up to the defense to just keep you guys. You know off the field and uh, and ahead in these games. It, it's quite a task with uh, all the talented offenses that you're going to face, but I feel like you're up to it. So I'm excited Definitely. to continue to watch you guys throughout the rest of the year. Um, you know, I know you're one of the older guys in the, in the room, definitely one of the more mature guys on the team, and you touched on it earlier that you have a real connection with some of the guys in the locker room already. But as a father, yeah. what's the dynamic been between like between you and your teammates? Um, I think it's been more of a, you know, like a push-pull ordeal. I know when I first transferred in, they were, my teammates were on me a lot, you know, during fourth quarter, turf time, you know, just getting, you know, used to the workouts and, you know, not bending over and not showing that you're tired. You know, if you need to lean on somebody, lean on your brother. You know, I think, you know, they helped me out a lot with that aspect of things, you know, just because I was, you know, coming back from injuries and stuff. So I was kind of in this, like, get it on my own solo mindset, you know, and they were able to pull me out of that and let me realize that, you know, you can look for help and lean on guys and stuff like that. You know, this is a brotherhood. That's what we're here for. We are your family. So I, I think that's the aspect, you know, I took, or that's, you know, between me and my teammates, I think that's the kind of role. That's very cool to hear. Thanks for sharing that. This episode of the Scotting Report is sponsored by NIL Empire. Are you a college athlete looking for brand partnerships? Did you know that NIL partnerships have already produced over $10 million in partnerships to athletes all over the United States? 
Let NIL Empire strategize, develop, and grow your social media platform while finding branding partnerships and deals that keep you focused on your game. As a client of NIL Empire, you'll get your own branding strategist to help guide you along your journey and help develop and grow your social media presence. NIL Empire's branding strategists take away all the work from the modern student athlete. From brand outreach, marketing strategy, to negotiation. Go to NILEmpire.com to learn more and tell them the scouting report sent you for a 10% discount. Uh, I want to ask you about NIL. You know, you've been an athlete in college from the time the NIL wasn't a thing all the way to NIL now. makes me mad. What's that? I said NIL makes me mad because I just know, like, I see some of these young cats come out of high school now and they get all this crazy amount of money thrown at them for this, that, and the third. And I just, you know, sometimes I would wish that NIL started when I was coming into college because, boy, you know, things would be so different for me and a lot of other guys I know who didn't get to who didn't get to um, earn anything off of our image, name like an image coming out of high school, you know. So that's kind of a hard pill to swallow. And then for a guy like me, NIL would have still been a good thing for me, but I was battling with injuries, so I wasn't able to showcase what I could do when it was time for NIL. So, you know, it's just, just something hard. I hear you. I understand why I would make you mad. But I'm wondering, um, has have you had any opportunities come your way, or, or what has it really been like for you uh, now I, that you're I've a senior? I've had a few, um, like, but I'm going to keep bringing it up. You know, doing injuries, yeah, I didn't of course. want to focus too much on NIL stuff. So, like, I never really pursued into it too heavily because I was trying to basically get my body back together, get myself back together so I can get back on the field so I can work towards the actual big bucks, real money, NFL-type money instead of, you know, a little NIL stuff. Because I see a lot of guys focus on NIL too much and they lose sight of what they're really working towards. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That is uh, that is not the goal. That is not the reason you guys are playing. It's nice, yes. sure, but it's not the. It shouldn't be the main focus. And I'm I'm glad to right. hear that. You know, that's small money compared to what you should be working towards. Well, let's let's hop into the next level because that leads me into our last few questions here. First of all, who's the most exciting young defensive player in the league to watch? And I think I know who you're going to say, but I'm just curious. Who who, who you got? I got Michael Pars. I knew you were going to say Parsons. <laughs> I I wanted Washington to draft him so badly. I was, uh, you know, me and my best friend were on the phone talking about it during the draft. The second that he went to Dallas, in fact, we even had a chance to get like, oh my God, we were talking about trading for him. As soon as we didn't, we were like, yep, that's the defensive player of the year. We're going to see it. We're going to regret that. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. He's, he's really he's special. Yeah. He's definitely a guy. Uh, for a guy, another guy that I like to watch who's not as young, uh, Brian Burns, who came out of Florida State. Oh, yeah, he's another guy. I like oh, to watch. I like that. What do you like about Burns? Uh, I like Burns' pass rush game. You know, uh, he's quick off the edge. You know, he's not the biggest guy, but he's quick. He's shifty. He has a spin move that I love. And you know, I just I grew up with Burns. You know, I took a lot of visits with him. I'm from Palm Beach. You know, so I really looked up to him a lot. That's I'm right. I'm waiting on my guy Ruben Foster to get back in the league. He was my favorite. He's my favorite player of all time, though. Really? Yeah. Ruben. I love Ruben. Yeah, I know you're a Palm Beach guy. Uh, you played at Palm Beach Gardens High. You know, where, where I'm located, I'm down about 30 minutes south of where you uh, grew up. Um, a lot of great football in, in the area. I know you saw a lot of talent in high school. Definitely. Definitely. I, I mean, you started listing a lot of guys already, but 
you, you just I know you've been around it. Uh, these these guys that are big names that shock and awe a lot of people. That, those are just your day to day, you know, adversaries, whatever. Um, is there is there somebody in the NFL that you think about? Man, I want to sack him one day. Is there one guy that stands out, or is it kind of indifferent? I'm gonna have to say. Jalen Hurts, Lamar, and Tom Brady, if he's still there. If he's still there, yeah. Who? I think he's got another 10 years. <laughs> so, Jalen, uh, did you guys have any um, – any like, did you guys ever uh, – were you on the field? Yes, he was the quarterback uh, my freshman year. Yeah. So, what would you say to him if you took him down? Oh, nothing. I would just smile and get up. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's all. I would just smile and get up. Uh, I love Jalen. You know, I love his work ethic. I love his personality. I love the way he carries himself. Uh, he's always, He was always a great dude, a great leader. And he was always somebody, you know, I could look up to, you know, as a big brother, even though I played the defense out of the ball. He was just a great dude. I want to sack Lamar because I had a chance to play against Lamar in high school, but he graduated a year before me. So I had to play Boynton Beach the year after he was gone. And then Tom, just because Tom's a GOAT, you know, so yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, great. Look, um, you know, we're so excited to have had you on the show today. You're, you know, I'm obviously a big fan. We've, we've known each other a little while and um, I, you know, I hope that you have nothing but success in your, the rest of your college career. And then at the next level, um, you know, if there's anything else you want to say, you know, now's the time. But uh, I just want to say go Terps. Yeah. Go Terps. I love being a Terp. Uh, I love this family. I love being up here. I love everything about Maryland, and we're trying to do something special this year, so hopefully it all works out. Hey, fear the turtle. I'm all in. I'll see you at one of the games, hopefully, and uh, yeah, look, I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. You're a great guest, and you're welcome back anytime. All right. Thank you, man. All right. Take it easy. You too. This podcast is hosted and produced by Scott Eisenstadt and co-produced by Central Park Sound. Audio production, editing, and theme song by Jordan Schiff. Make sure to rate and review this episode, and if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, and follow The Scotting Report wherever you listen to podcasts.